0: So um, yesterday we learned about the um, unique quality of the red heifer and why this is considered the entire Torah. The red heifer has both fire and water, and they represent respectively yearning to be closer to Hashem, like fire. And water represents, just like water descends downwards, so too water represents us descending downwards towards our mission that Hashem has given us not focusing on what we want our yearning for Hashem but focusing instead on what Hashem wants from us and this is what Hashem told the Jewish people they should preoccupy themselves in the, in the situation where there is a tmei meis someone who is ritually impure and we learned that ritually impure means someone who has severed their bond completely with Hashem in a way that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu thought was unbelievable Because when Moshe Rabbeinu heard about this impurity and Hashem didn't tell him initially how to be rectified, Moshe Rabbeinu was stunned so that his face became darkened. He couldn't couldn't understand how is it possible that someone could recover from this. But nevertheless um, although you meet someone who is in this state um, and you think like, well it's impossible for this person to recover, the Torah says that not only can they recover, but the opposite that uh, through the descent specifically, they are able to reach a higher level than than others. It's you read it, Through the, their descent, they're able to go to a higher place than they were before. So, the, the, we as we learned yesterday, there were three parts of the ashes that were created through the red heifer. One section, one part, was used for the priests, the kohenim. One part was used for the regular Jewish people, and the other third part was used to be a mishmera, something that was guarded and preserved for the future. So there's now I'm going to learn going a little bit more into the idea of the um, third part of the ashes, the part that's, that's preserved, and we're going to explore and discover the two parts of this mitzvah. How the, we asked in the beginning of the talk of the Rebbe about why this mitzvah is unique, and how come this is the only mitzvah where we find the Torah is uh, preempting a situation where there are no ashes and telling us to preserve the ashes. So what we learned so far was was that this, since this mitzvah represents the entire Torah, therefore it, the Torah underscores that the Jewish people have to think about each other. You can't just worry about yourself. You, have, you also have to think about the purity of all the Jewish people. But now we're going to go into a little further and um, look into how these ashes that were meant to be preserved, how they were created. So, number one, each red heifer that was created, that was produced, had to be preserved for the generation, generations afterwards. Until the tenth red heifer that Mashiach will make, all the heifers that were made before ha- are meant to be preserved. Number two the each red heifer is connected with the red heifers before it, so number one, the red heifers that we have now they are meant to prepare for the future and number Number two, the red heifers are all connected to the red heifers before, so it's it's a continuum of what was before, and it is something that um. It's meant to prepare for the future. So if you have a red heifer, number one, the red heifer is only able to be be made because of the red heifers that were there before. And the red heifer you're making now has to be about the future. So there's a continuum and connection between all of history. So what does this have to do with us in our service of Hashem? What do we need need to know about this for ourselves? This is not just about the red heifer. This is about how we look at our spiritual service of Hashem in general. In addition to serving Hashem as an individual, you also have to realize that what you're doing affects the future generations. Though what you have to, that you're doing today, you have to realize this is about Jewish continuity. It's not just about you, it's about your children and your grandchildren. And not just your children and grandchildren, but all the Jewish people. So you are creating generations who are involved in ter-mitzvot. It's not just what you're doing. You have to realize what you're doing is something that ensures the future of all the Jewish people. Your red heifer, in other words, is about the future red heifers. Your involvement in is meant to be preserved and it's meant to impact the future. On the other hand, you also have to feel what you're doing, that you're not just doing something now by yourself. Whatever you're doing is a continuation of all the generations before. You're able to do whatever you're doing because of what your parents and grandparents gave you. So until it goes back to the three patriarchs and the four matriarchs, whatever we have is a continuation. Our, our spirituality, our service of Hashem is coming from them. Because your edu- your, whatever you're doing is a result of the education you got from your parents and the generations, generations before. And they're the ones who paved the way for who you are. So this is the message we're supposed to take from the ashes that are preserved. Our service of Hashem regarding ourselves, regarding our impact on others, um, has to be in a way of mishmeris. Don't be satisfied with just doing things which are okay for you right now, and be happy with where you are. But you have to serve Hashem in a way that there's something that what you're doing is going to live on. That you're creating, um, you're creating future generations. You, you, when you think about what you're doing is something which affects future generations, you do it with a whole different kind of, kind of feeling. And together with this, you also have to realize that what you're doing is connected to all of history of the past. That besides what you're doing, you are, you're a link in a golden chain of, of generations and generations of Jews who are paving the, the way for you to do what you're doing right now. So that's a, both things have to be in our minds. That we're preparing for the future, that we're coming from the past. This is especially relevant in our generation. Generation which will soon greet Mashiach with the true and complete redemption, we're in the exile, and we're in the doubled and quadruple darkness of the exile. And it's easy to ask the question: How is it possible? We see all the signs of the time of Mashiach coming because of all the negative things that are happening, and uh, there's 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 a certain um, detachment from and I mean a certain detachment from Hashem So a person could be very upset and depressed Looking at how, how severed uh, our generation is From Hashem in a way So we have an amazing lesson From the idea of the ashes being preserved That all the ashes that Moshe Rabbeinu made were preserved And all the ashes of, of the subsequent red heifers were preserved Until the one that Mashiach will make What that means is our activity that we do, that we're serving Hashem with, and the old generations before us, it stays. It's not just that we have our, our service of Hashem. We are like a midget on top of giant shoulders. So it's not just that we have the power of, of what we have today, but we have much more. In fact, our generation itself has much more than it seems. Like it says that Moshe Rabbeinu was very humble when he looked inside, our generation. He looked at the difficult challenges that we have, and yet Jews overcome these challenges, and not just they overcome them with joy and gladness of heart. So, all of the ashes of all generations, all the activity of all generations, is preserved until Mashiach will come. And it, it, coming to Mashiach is a result of what all generations of Jews have done. And, we. And, other, and so we're not just going by here by ourselves, and we're alone now. And We're, we're a midget on top of giant shoulders. On the other hand, you also have to sense that whatever we're doing is about the future, it's about the coming of Mashiach. And not only are we supposed to believe in the coming of Mashiach, but the words that Rahman says is that you have to wait for the coming of Mashiach. You could have a faith in, oh, Mashiach's going to come one day and it's distant. You, you're also supposed to wait for the coming of Mashiach. It's supposed to be something that is part of you, inside you, and you care about, and it's something that you expect to happen. And, and that's... And that's... In, in, in constant, it's constant with the idea that the ashes that we um, make in one red heifer are all preparation for the future red heifers. Our service Hashem today has to be not just about what we're doing today, but about where this is going and how this prepares for the coming of Mashiach. Yeah. So, Jews shouldn't be upset and depressed looking at what's going on in our generation. On the contrary, we have to know we are a midget on a giant's shoulders, and therefore, whatever the giant can see, the midget on top of the shoulders could see farther. And specifically, through the great challenges Hashem has given our generation, we will merit, us, we will merit to see the coming of Mashiach. Okay. So, there's two extremes we're talking about over here. On the one hand, our generation is the lowest. On the other hand, it's the highest. It's the one that's going to achieve the uh, get the cherry on the cake. It's going to bring the coming Mashiach. So these two extremes, in our generation, um, are also reflected in the red heifer. On the one hand, the red heifer was made on the outside of the camps. It wasn't inside the camps Oh, good morning. The red heifer wasn't made inside the camps. It wasn't made like all the other sacrifices. It was outside. On the other hand, the Torah says when you sprinkle the blood of the red heifer, you have to sprinkle it in a way that you're, you could see the entrance of the Holy of Holies, the entrance of the, of the oil moed. You're on the outside. When you sprinkle the blood, you have to see the inside. What does that mean spiritually? You're on the outside, we could see the inside. During the time that we're in now, time of the exile, the time when there's a double and quadruple darkness before Mashiach comes, a Jew is like the red heifer. He is on the one hand, his mitzvis his Torah is on the outside. It's on a lower level. It's on the outside. It's not it's, not, it's not on the inside. The soul is not in its place. The soul is not in its root in higher than atilus. He's in a physical body. He's outside of Israel. He's outside in time. He's outside in time. He's outside in the of his home Israel and also in time he is outside of the time of the coming Mashiach when we could see Hashem's, Hashem's miracles openly. But as we are on the outside, the Torah calls the red heifer a korban chatas, which means Hashem gives us the ability that we should be able to make a chatas. What's a korban chatas? A korban chatas is a sacrifice that's brought to rectify sins that are done by accident. A Jew, the Rebbe says, even when a Jew does an avera, it's not an aver on purpose. Because whatever a Jew is doing, it's all because of the Yetzirah that's forcing him to do the aver. And through doing tshuva, even the aver which was done on purpose is considered an accident. And all the sins done by accident are all because of the animal soul's nature. And even the sins that are done on purpose, there's something about the red heifer that is better than a regular Kavon so A regular Kavon going can only atone for sins done by accident. However, the paraduma is higher than a regular karbon because that's the idea of it being brought outside the camp. It's able to e- even rectify things which are on the outside. It's able to rectify things which are from the lower klippus. Lo- lower it's able to elevate sins that are done on purpose too. It's able to rectify things which are lower than the camps outside the Jewish camp. And how is it able to do this? Because on the, although the red heifer is on the outside, when you sprinkle the blood of the red heifer, you have to see the inside. So together with um, the red heifer being on the outside, sprinkling the, sprinkling the blood has to be towards the inside. You have to see the entrance of the hechel, see the entrance of the hechel, the inner part of the Beis HaMikdash, when you're on the outside. It's similar to when we daven, we have to face Israel, face the Holy of Holies, Face the base of Migdash, what that does that mean for us, what we're supposed to do in our lives? In our service of Hashem, on the outside, we have to have in, in mind this is leading towards the third base of Migdash. We may be on the outside right now. We have to feel we're, we're on the outside. We have to see the inside. We have to know we have to see the goal. This makes, makes me think of Lahavdil of, uh, who was that, Babe Ruth, put, his, put the bat out, right? He's pointed to which, 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 which he, where he's going to hit the ball out of. That's all we have to feel. Although we're, we're on the outside, To feel that what we're doing is going to bring Mashiach. So a Jew makes his mundane things in his life a a holy place for Hashem, a miniature, a mikdash, a place Hashem says he can rest. And as the Rebbe emphasized at the time the Rebbe said this talk, that every Jew, men, women, and children, have to make their home, their things, a mikdash for Hashem by a, a place which is permeated with Torah, their home should be a place which is permeated with Torah, prayer, and kindness. Especially through building new places for Torah, prayer, and, prayer, and kindness. Um, that's the message we're supposed to learn from the, the red hat to being on the outside, yet it's facing the inside. You're sprinkling the blood on the inside. You're taking things on the outside, things which are, which are, it seems like they're not connected. You're making that place a place of Torah and prayer and kindness. So the lesson for us practically is like this. As we're in the Shabbos of Parah, we have to take out a lesson that should inspire us, especially as the Rebbe said this talk, 40 years after the passing of the previous Rebbe, when the Torah says that Hashem gives a person after 40 years a heart to know and eyes to see and ears to hear, that we should strengthen ourselves in the whole idea of the red heifer, both in the fire and the yearning to be closer to Hashem, and in the water in the obedience to follow the, the mitzvahs of Hashem. Both in the fire in the sense of abstaining from the negative things, running away from things which are not meant to be in our lives, and in the water, in getting up and doing what Hashem wants us to do. And in addition to what we're doing, also inspiring others too, and also inspiring people that in your level, you got them they're outside all the camps. So we learn from the um, and the and they, these people outside the camps, they need a lot of inspiration because they're so, they're so not into it. So the Rebbe says we have to learn from the fact that the ashes were put as it, to be preserved for future generations, that, that we have to think about other Jews and not just be satisfied with ourselves, not just be satisfied with, with our generation either, but to think about the future of, what, of what's going on in the Jewish people. And through... Okay, hear what's going on in Bishra. The Rebbe is saying... The lesson is that we have to strengthen ourselves in the fire and the water. In the positive, in the, in the water, and in going away from the negative, in the fire. Pulling ourselves away from what is not meant to be in our life. And uh, not just for ourselves, but inspire others. And not just in others, but think about the future generations. Think about how this leads towards sprinkling the blood towards the Hegel. Think about how this leads to the coming of Mashiach. Through the service of Hashem, of the Jewish people, in Parsha's Para, we come afterwards immediately to Pasha HaChaydish. As it says in the Talmud, you're not allowed to interrupt the Torah portion about the Rehefer and the Torah portion about the month of Nisan. The month of Nisan is the month we were redeemed and the month we will be redeemed. And immediately, Mamish, before ash Nisan, and even before the Shavuotah blesses the month of Nisan, right in the beginning, the, the Rabbi said this talk when. Um, Parshas Parah was in, was in Parshas um, Tzav so right in the beginning of the week of Parshas Shmini, which is the Yom HaShemini is connected to Rosh Chodesh Nisan the 8th day refers to the month of Nisan the Geula comes and the, ten, and the Mishkan is erected together with the third base of Mingdash. and we have the revelation of all the 10 crowns that the, the month of Nisan the, the first day of Nisan is associated with 10 distinctions 10 unique qualities that happened together with Melech Mashiach We'll, wear, we'll have a crown Because all the Jewish people Through all their effort Through all generations We're already in the state of being meritorious The Gemara says Mashiach can come two ways When we are meritorious and when we're not So we are certainly in a state of being meritorious And Mashiach will therefore not come As the Talmud says if we don't deserve Mashiach will come like an, a poor man riding on a donkey but Rather Mashiach will come In a Tesla No, because we're meritorious Mashiach will come with cl- clouds from heaven with a whole extra uh, with all the the um, what's the word With all the whole with, so especially through adding in our Torah mitzvahs now in the by adding in the crown of the Torah what's the crown of the Torah? the inner dimension of the Torah the way it's explained in Chassiz Chabad which is compared to a beautiful stone which is in the crown of a king and all the Jewish people young and old sons and daughters were as one great community in the come together as one together with all the synagogues and all the places of study including the synagogue and the place of study of the of the rabbincy de Renu who served Hashem for ten years and as we in the tenth uh, the, the number 10 is significant as Ramam says that the tenth red heifer will is one that Mashiach will make, so number 10 is associated with holiness, and Yom Kippur is the 10th day, so the has Fricka served Hashem for 10 years in 770, and he continues, and so together with all the shuls, especially the shul of the previous shul, the shul of the 770, we will all go together in this world, simply, literally, to Eretz Yisrael, to Yerushalayim, to the holy mountain, to the base of Mishashlishi, and we'll go to the Kedosh to the holy of holies. That was mentioned this year, on other occasions I've said that when Mashiach will come, will always be able to enter the Holy of Holies. So, uh, unlike now when the, only the King of God can go in there uh, once a year, but Mashiach will come, we'll go immediately We'll be able to go into the Holy of Holies. So bottom line is, yeah, it's going to happen. And you need to get it ready. Go from Parshas part to Parshas from the Torah portion about the uh, purity of the Jewish people, the fire and the water. What we need to do, we go going come immediately to what Hashem gives us, the true and complete oath Mashiach, the month of Nisan, the month of Redemption. All right. V'laqah Baruch, any questions or comments? Hi, Chaim Peretz, a good Shabbos. Good Shabbos, David, Shabbos, Zev, Shabbos, Reberu.